10 Sports Bet brought to you by the Drive In Network. I am your co host, Frankie Langer, joined by Nathan Ng today. This is the week nine sports betting episode. Uh, I want to quickly go over my last week. Nathan's going to go over his, and we're going to get into this week's picks. Uh, last week, I went seven and four. Would have been uh, eight and three if Nathan didn't tell me to take the uh, Rams over the Dolphins. We had made some jokes about Aaron Donald teabagging to a Tungalivoa. Tagalivoa, you know, we had this, we had this discussion. You were making fun of me last week for saying that wrong, so. It's true. Hey, I can take I ownership. To, I just want to point that. No. I just want to point that. That's out. fair. I can take ownership for that as long as you take ownership for, uh, you know, steering me in the wrong direction. But that's fine. We're going to move on. Uh, 7-4 last week. Overall this year, I am 51-36. and 36. I'd like to get that uh, gap to at least 20, but uh, we'll see. We'll head into this week. Nathan, take it away with your last week and then get into this week. You were seven and four. You had eleven games. Uh, that's including. Oh no, on your t- on your pick right, on your right, pick. Right, right. I got to start this. My bad. Okay. Uh, from last week, I just want to touch on three games I got wrong as far as pick wise. Money line. I uh, was four and three. I was wrong about Atlanta at Carolina. Falcons squeaked it out. I was wrong about Minnesota at Green Bay. I think a lot of people were wrong about that one. Um, I just don't know what happened. It was probably four or five possessions a pop per team. I just did not see both teams having those methodical drives that just took up, you know, half a quarter every time. But, um, yeah, Minnesota just – I think they scored every time they had the ball. Yeah. So, when that happens, chances are the other team's going to lose. Um, and lastly, Tennessee at Cincinnati. Uh, Joe Burrow played out of his mind, and the Titans didn't look great. But, I don't know. I apologize for those. But we're going to keep moving forward here. Also, want to apologize for saying that the Chiefs weren't going to cover their 19-and-a-half-point spread against the Jets because they did. So, I'll take ownership for that one. But uh, we're right. moving forward. Yeah, let's move on, man. Let's move on. All right. And then I have the first game of the week, too, which is tonight, Thursday Night Football. We have Green Bay at San Francisco. Um, last week, I gave my input on San Francisco for Frankie's sake. Uh, and I was wrong, but... It wasn't my pick, so it doesn't count. Uh, but so we got we got Nick Mullins tonight after the scare in San Francisco with Kendrick Bourne testing positive for COVID. It is a miracle that nobody else in the 49ers staff or team tested positive apparently for COVID. So that leads me to believe apparently is false negative. He's not playing tonight, okay. but that's obviously because he, he it's because he needs three or two or three negative tests in a row. Okay. So he could not have it, but they just need to have three in a row with it within a certain period of time. Okay. But he's not playing, but that's good. Bodes well they're playing. Um, at least tonight. That being said, you have Aaron Jones out or playing in a very limited capacity. Mm-hmm. You have AJ Dillon out with COVID. You have Jamal Williams also out because he was in close contact with AJ Dillon. So that leaves Tyler Irvin and <laughs> Tyler Irvin. Ricky is- Bobby. No, what's his name? I, Tyler Irvin's not that bad. I'm going to Google Green Bay running backs for tonight. No, I know his name. I was just looking at it. Uh, well, Dexter Williams. Dexter Williams is playing. Okay, I believe that's a. How do I know that it's, name? Those are both, you know. No, I mean they're not household names. Play. They're something. But that being said, San Fran has a powerhouse of a run defense. They are losing Quan Alexander, but I think that that's not too much to ask for that San Francisco defense to shut down Tyler Irvin yeah. and Dexter Williams. So it's going to come down to Aaron Rodgers' play. Um, and you have Nick Mullins on the other side. No George Kittle, no Debo Samuel, no Raheem Mostert, and Ayuk, no Tevin Coleman. Is Ayuk playing? Ayuk's playing. Okay. No Kendrick Bourne. 
You got Trent Taylor catching passes. You're probably going to have use check catching passes. One receiver sets tonight, it looks like. Dante Pettis is playing. But uh, all that being said, I have San Fran winning this game. I really do. No. Listen. Just listen. I have San Fran winning this game in a shootout with Green Bay. I'm also taking the over. 50 and a half points. And I think that both both teams are going to score. I think the Green Bay is going to get out to an early lead and San Fran is going to chip away and then pull ahead in the fourth quarter, hold on to it. Their defense is going to get them a key takeaway in the fourth drive, fourth quarter. So yeah. I have San Fran winning this game. I, I don't know what you thought. Well, um, the thing I found in- interesting about the Packers this year is their defense started out so strong. But the defining game for me was watching Green Bay play Tampa Bay. And when you saw Aaron Rodgers get pressure in his face and he had to make throws, whether it was on the run or off his back foot, I could tell that totally rattled the rhythm of that offense, even when they did have a coherent running game. So now with everyone out tonight, as a defense, you have to know they're not going to threaten you running the ball. You can keep the the box numbers of if you have more safeties back, you want to play more cover two with man. Um, This running offense for the Packers tonight, whatever their total rushing yards are for a prop bet as a team, take the under. And if I'm wrong, you know, hats off to this Packers offensive line. Um, With that being said, there's so many injuries on this San Francisco uh, offense, including George Kittle, who I think is like the focal point of that offense for really rolling. Jimmy G, you know, obviously um, he can make throws and took him to the Super Bowl last year, all that good stuff. But Nick Mullins isn't the worst backup to have. I remember he came in a couple years ago and had some wins and looked, uh, looked pretty good, got some you know, good praise and things like that. And um, Sadly, I am going to go with the Packers to win here tonight. Not my pick, obviously. I don't know if they'd cover six and a half. That's, at least that's what I see right now. This could be real close. Oh, is it six? I had four and a half, but I, I bet that six and a half is because, well, I'm sure I don't know the news with, I'm for. sure the news with receivers being I mean, they, got, they have a, a day that facilities were closed, so that's one fewer day to prepare. So they're coming off. The limited the limited Niners. practice. Are you talking about the Niners? Have the Niners, game? yeah. Okay. They cut. They shut down for a day. This could be a good one, though. Usually, I talk some shit about Thursday night games, but I think this is going to be a good one. The Packers and uh, Niners always play well, even in those blowout games a couple of years ago. Loved watching these guys play. So let's move on to my first game, which is uh, Seattle at Buffalo. Seattle's a three-point favorite. The over/under at fifty-five points, which is pretty high. Um, obviously, the Bills coming off a win. Against the Patriots, and people thought that was going to be, you know, a bigger win for the Bills. You know, they won by four, 28-24, I believe. Um, I mean, these are two good teams. I think this could be one of the games of the week. Uh, I think that Buffalo is going to win the AFC. Oh, jeez, AFC East. That's what they're in. I was reading a stat that uh, in all the years Josh Allen has been alive on this earth, the Buffalo Bills have never won the AFC East. Uh, I think this is the year they do it. With that being said, Seattle's going to cover minus three. Um, Seattle's a terrible defense, um, but I can't bet against Russell Wilson. I still think right now he's my pick for MVP. Um, I'm also going to take the over. I know this is a lot of points, 55, but um, both teams' defenses, it's not like you know one defense is going to shut out another offense. Both quarterbacks have big arms. Both quarterbacks want to get the ball down the field, whether it's to Stephon Diggs, whether it's to DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Um, I should name more David Moore, uh, 
that Seattle team, especially with the receivers, I think there's going to be a high-scoring game um, playing at high noon on uh, on Sunday. So I like Seattle to cover here, minus three. I like the over, over 55. I like those picks, yeah. I like the over for sure. I think these two high-octane offenses that are going to score a lot of points. Yeah, I think both Josh Allen and Russell Wilson are going to light it up. They got weapons on both sides of the field. Um, I don't know. I think it might come down to Buffalo's running back play. To me, there hasn't been there hasn't been like a guy this year. You got Zach Moss, you got Devin Singletary, and it's just I think it's not having a solid committee kind of thing. They're just kind of. And, and I don't know what it is, but it, to me, it only seems like the 49ers pull it off in an effective enough way where they can continue their the same rhythm of offense with these different guys. With other teams, it seems like they're running with different packages and different play styles depending on who's in, and I think that just disrupts the entire offensive rhythm, and it just doesn't work out in my opinion. But I think if they, they find a guy who's playing the hot hand, who's getting chunk yardage, and just roll with him for the majority of the game, I think they're going to win. But um, like you said, it's hard to bet against Russell Wilson, the forefront MVP candidate so i, mean, I don't know I, I like i like i like the overpick for sure and it's going to be an awesome game probably game of the week in my opinion aside yeah, from maybe I mean, san fran green bay i mean the thursday night could be good tonight could be good too but this game it's really interesting how bad cl's defense is and yet they continue to win these games and cover um i don't know what their record is against the spread i should look that up but um you know, I know they didn't cover against Minnesota a couple weeks ago, but it's pretty incredible what Russell Wilson and this offense is doing. I mean, they must be a top-five offense in this league right now, given how much they have to score and produce every game because their defense defense can't stop anyone. So, Similar yeah. to the 2016 Monona Grove Silver Eagles. <laughs> I wonder if anyone listening to this actually knew us in high school. and knows. I hope not. Yeah, me I too. was a douche. All right. <laughs> Moving on to my next game, we have uh, Denver at Atlanta. Yeah. Denver or Atlanta is a four-point favorite here, um, and I'm actually going to pick the Broncos to win. I'm picking the Broncos to win. Drew Locke is back. I think that his connection with Jerry Judy is much stronger, mm-hmm. and I think that he just adds a lot to that team, a lot more than I don't even know who was playing quarterback. Case Keenum. Last year. Case Keenum. Or two years ago or whatever. I'm saying this year when Drew Locke was hurt. Oh, uh, Brett Ripien. Yes, of course. My favorite, How Brett Ripien. How you forget, dude? I don't know. But anyways, I think he's going to be hitting strides, and I think that this Atlanta team is just – the season is done for them. They they won last week, barely, yeah. and, and they just – they don't have much to play for at this point. You know, the, Dan Quinn has come and gone, and there's no longer, you know, play for him, play for new coach, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I think that the morale is low in Atlanta, and I think that you know they still have weapons, but stocks going up for Denver. I mean, stocks going up for Denver, and I think Denver has just they have the hot hand, and I think they're gonna they're gonna win this one. I, I'm not touching the spread, four point spread. Like I said, I don't think either team's awesome, um, and I'm actually also gonna take the over on this. It's fifty pick. because I do think while Atlanta's not incredible, they could still score. They still have Calvin Ridley. They have Julio Jones, obviously, the ball is going to be thrown down the field. There's going to be a lot of offensive yardage, so they're bound to end up in the end zone, the end zone at least a couple times. So yeah. I'm picking Denver to win and the over. I mean, Atlanta, the players right now are playing for their jobs, and what that means is they're going to produce. But I mean, they're not. I just don't think they're going to win. If they do, you know, great. And uh, they're not going to. I don't believe they're going to make the playoffs this year. I think they kind of need to. 
you know, I'm not saying they got to get rid of Matt Ryan, but they definitely need to rebuild. Denver is really on the up and up. Uh, they look good. Obviously, they were down 24 to 3. Last week uh, against the Chargers, came back 131, 24, 30. It was something like that. Um, I think their stock is going up, and I like your overpick. And uh, Well, it's kind of the same this next game. Uh, Chicago at Tennessee. Tennessee's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. They're obviously coming off a loss last week uh, that I'm sure a lot of people lost some money on. Uh, Over-under is 47 points. And this one's a little tough. I, I, I looked at some stats. First of all, Chicago's offensive line is starting to have a COVID spread. I saw that today. Um, someone tested positive. I can't remember the name. Um, and so who knows if their offensive line is even going to play. That's huge. Um, Chicago is 1-6 against the spread after covering the week prior. Okay, so that's not too good, and they covered last week. Um, the Titans have went... Uh, over in their last 10 games, 8-2. and two. So every the last 10 games, they went over for eight of them. Uh, and then the contradictory, kind of, um, the Titans in their last six games have won 1-5 against the spread. All of those stats are pointing to the fact that I'm not going to make a bet on the spread on this game. I'm going to take Tennessee to win. I think they get back on track. They're a good team. They have good players. Um, but... Chicago, I mean, we talked about last week. Nathan doesn't even think that Nick Foles is even close to being the guy. Um, Mitch Trubisky, they can't go back to him this year and then bring him back. I think that they have to really, like, bite the bullet on this one and uh, release Mitch Trubisky or trade him, release Nick Foles, um, and and start over. Ryan Pace has to either get fired or start over. With that being said, uh, I kind of like the under here. Or I'm sorry, I like the over here. Uh, 47 points. I don't think it's too much. The Bears can score. The Titans can score. It seems like the Titans play in a lot of shootout games, uh, if you don't, you know, count last week. Um, I'm not confident in the overpick. I guess I wouldn't call it one of my picks for the week. I like Tennessee to just win outright here and get back on track. Yeah. Um, I don't know what – I like Tennessee for sure, and it's just the Bears are just like – Really I don't know what to say. You have no idea what to expect. Like I said, I Nick Foles, I think, is just – unless he's in one of those situations where nobody expects anything, right. he's not going to produce. Like, unless you just – they pull him out of a dumpster and throw him on the field, he's not going to do anything. And I don't know if he just thrives for that hole. There's nothing to lose. But I don't know if he's got to get in that mentality. I don't know if the owner's got to tell him, Nick, if you don't play well this game, you're fucking fired. But <laughs> – they need to do something to change his mindset. So he has some sense of urgency and the Chicago Bears have some sense of urgency to start winning games because they just look, watching the games, it just look demoralized. It's like the offense walks out on the field like, all right, we're going to get off in three plays and just, you know, get our kick, some punter, some reps. Uh, but I don't know. I like shooting them on the sideline as the offensive coordinator. I mean, oh. There's nothing. There's I don't even know. I like. I think I said it last week. He might be seeing the same ghost that Sam Darnold saw last year, but I don't know what's going on. So I like your pick for the Titans for sure. And I like your uh, stats you brought up in your decision to not touch. Yeah. I uh, mean, that doesn't make any sense, man. Fuck this. Shit. All right. Cats out of the bag. Next game, we have uh, (laughs) Detroit at uh, Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota coming off a big win. Detroit. I don't know what happened last week. I did not watch much football. 
Did they win last week? I I, I did. I watched no football. I tuned in. I don't think that. Dude, what class was the exam for? I don't think that they won last week. Uh, no, the Colts beat them forty-one twenty-one. Oh, that's right. That's right. I remember that game. Not looking at it. Okay. All right. Well, regardless, Minnesota is a four-point favorite, and I like Minnesota to win here. Yeah. Um, they're coming off a huge win against the Packers. Dalvin right. Cook played awesome. I think that offensive line played really, really well. They had great game tempo, controlling the ball, having these big, long, methodical drives. Where I like, I think I said it before. I think they skied on, scored on every drive. If not, maybe one. They didn't, but they were moving the ball effectively, getting big chunk yardage plays, and their offensive line of Dalvin Cook looked really, really good against the Packers. Yeah. That being said, the Packers don't have the most robust defense. Detroit has maybe beat there a little bit, but I still like Minnesota. What they're doing, um, running the ball last week, it was super windy and. You don't like Kirk Cousins thrown in the wind. So they went to the run game, and it worked for them. So I think they should continue with what they're doing, running the ball, incorporate a little bit more passing. I think they're going to be okay. So I have Minnesota winning here, 52.5 points. I, that seems like a lot for this, but I, I'm just not sure, so I don't want to touch that. Um, it seems high. seems high. And there's a four-point spread. Don't really want to touch that either. Yeah. I, I mean, Detroit, you, we've seen this year. Uh, it's played really well late in games. You know, you still think about uh, that comeback in Atlanta. Um, and so that's why the spread here, minus four, if it was minus three or it was uh, even a little closer, I'd feel – seriously, if this was a uh, – if Minnesota was a six-and-a-half-point favorite and I knew Vegas was thinking they'd win by a touchdown, I'd probably take that. But the fact that it's at four is hard because it's right in between winning by a field goal and it's outside of a touchdown. So – uh, you can tell with these odds. I haven't looked at like where the money's moving or going back and forth, but um, I don't like this spread at all. I think four is a really hard one to bet on. I like Minnesota to win here. I've said this a thousand times this year on this podcast. Um, this year, more than any, you need to just go with momentum and who's hot right now. And that was Detroit two weeks ago, and I bet on them, and then they lost. Um, so, yeah, I like Nathan's pick here with Minnesota coming off win against the Packers. And Detroit, I mean, I, I live in Michigan now. I listen to a lot of sports radio, and, boy, are Detroit fans wanting a rebuild. They want Stafford traded. They want Patricia out. Uh, nothing but trouble in that franchise right now, so I like Nathan's pick for Minnesota. Let's move on to this next game. A little puzzling for me It is uh, the Baltimore Ravens playing in Indianapolis, playing the Colts. Baltimore Ravens are a two-point favorite, the over-under at 47 uh, and I think Baltimore's going to win in cover here, minus two. I think uh, if you can get in before, I don't know, this might spike before the game because two points, I mean, like, I understand where they're coming from with, uh, you know, Indy's, well, the defense that gave up 21 points to the Lions last week, whether that was in garbage time or not. Um, Indy's has a really good defense this year. Obviously, early they were a top defense in this league. Um so the two things I wrote down on this were the defense, which I just addressed, and then Phillip Rivers. Um, you know, he's had some games this year. He's looked really good. But can he consistently play well for his team every week? I don't think so. I don't know if he's the fit there in Indy. Uh, Baltimore, you know, has looked a little bit suspect this year. I still think about the Kansas City loss and um, how, I, you know, I was listening to a lot, of, a lot of sports talk and people talking about how Baltimore looks really good and, covers and scores tons of points against bad teams and then it comes to when they really need to get down to their bread and butter in tough games and they just simply can't run the ball the way they want to or make crucial throws on third down that's no knock at lamar jackson it's more just a knock at 
the play calling and the scheme that in the games that you're expected to win, they win handsomely. And then in these close games, it doesn't seem like they're able to really put it together towards the end. So I like Baltimore to cover here, minus two. Uh, the over-under is 47. I'm not going to make a bet on that just because, you know, Ravens could score 24 and the Colts could score 7. Ravens could score 36 and the Colts could score 10 and it goes over. So, not nope, wouldn't go over still. You know what I'm saying. So that's my take. Yeah, I'm a, I have a bit of a hot take here. Uh, I think that um, Lamar Jackson is a little bit of a fraud. Fraud. I saw a meme saying that Lamar Jackson is basically a Mitch Trubisky who can run. Okay, well that's and a, I think that that is a that's a little far, a little exaggerated, but I don't know. He just doesn't impress me that much. I don't know. I think that there's something missing in, in that Baltimore. Do you think he has a problem playing in big games under the spotlight? I think so. I think when the pressure's on, it gets to him. I mean, think about when he played Patrick Mahomes. Every time he plays Patrick Mahomes, it's like, oh, two best quarterbacks in the league, they're facing off. And personally, I don't think he's one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. He, just, he crumbles a little bit. And look at, look at the postseason. I think he has issues with postseason play. Yeah. Okay. So, are you picking the Colts here? Are you going to pick a little upset or no? I'm just – I mean, I still think the Ravens win. I'm just giving yeah. my insight to, to the, you know, Lamar Jackson. These are all going to have implications towards the end of the year because the Ravens are most likely going to go to the playoffs. And all these games, these little moments where things seem to add up where, you know, a tight game and you can't make a throw on third down, but you still get a win. and Or you're playing the Colts and you're up 21 points and can't convert on third and three. Like – these little things are going to add up. I do think Baltimore wins this week and they cover. Um, but, boy, down the line towards the end of the season, Baltimore is going to be a real wild card. And they may just have to make the wild card. Who knows uh, what it will be like at the end of the season. So, yeah, I like Baltimore here. Not going to touch the over-under. All right. Next game um, I'm a little perplexed by. I have uh, Carolina at Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs are a ten and a half point favorite. Christian McCaffrey back, and Christian McCaffrey is back. Okay, it's not confirmed that he's back, but I'm fairly sure that he is back. He played. He practiced in pads last week. I think he's going to play this week, and I think he's going to get a heavy workload. Not as much as he would have otherwise gotten, because I think you have to take into account the high level that Mike Davis played at, and I think you have to reward him and just say, "Look, he's played this well. We got to give him the ball still." So I, I think Christian McCaffrey's. Workload is going to decrease just a little bit, but he's still going to get 75% of those snaps. He's going to get a lot, and he makes a big difference on their offense. He can't cover that dude out of the backfield. No. Um, so I have Carolina covering 10.5 point spread, but I have, and I have Kansas City winning. Nice. I like that. What and the Chiefs, I mean, I can talk about the Chiefs if you want. I can, you know, blow smoke up Patrick Holmes' ass all he wants. He's very good. Their offense is extremely potent. They're going to score a lot of points. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think Carolina is all. They haven't had any COVID cases yet. Ah, all that barbecue. That sauce. Kansas City barbecue, baby. <laughs> barbecue sauce. Uh, yeah, I mean, we don't need to go over Kansas City. They're really good. I'm actually getting tired of talking about Kansas City. I think they're a great team. I love watching them play. But Carolina here is an interesting pick. I like you taking them to cover ten and a half points is a lot. We talked about last week. I know, I know, Kansas City covered last week with the Jets, and it was 19 points, but. Still, it's not like Carolina is a dog shit team. Excuse my French. And so, 
Yeah, I like Nathan's pick here to cover plus ten and a half. Uh, the over under is fifty two and a half. You have any thoughts on that? I originally kind of wanted to take the over on this, but I I don't know enough about Carolina's defense. Yeah, and to make a you know decision on whether they can have some sort of push against that you know high octane offense. Um, and also, I thought, you know, Carolina is going to be able to move the ball a little bit better than they have in the past. But I don't know. I, I feel like I don't know enough. I haven't watched enough of both of these teams to really make an impact defensively, at least. The big matchup here is going to be Tyron Matthew and Zach Sorensen, the two safeties, number 49, obviously number 32 for the Kansas City Chiefs against Christian McCaffrey. And someone's going to have to cover him, whether that's option routes, whether that's swing passes, just simple stuff, screens. And so... I expect Tyron Matthew. I don't know if you can do props on tackles. I think I have bet on a few of those before. Tyron Matthew's going to have 12 tackles in this game. I think that that's going to be a big matchup is who covers McCaffrey out of the backfield because, you know, you come back from a high ankle injury or whatever it was. It's not like you just want to run a guy in a gap scheme or in an inside zone scheme the entire time. I think they're going to find creative ways to get Christian McCaffrey the ball in space, let him run out of bounds or let him be in open space with guys and make moves rather than, uh, getting piled up on the middle. So I'd look for a lot of what Nathan said, Christian McCaffrey getting the ball in tons of different ways and look at that defensive matchup with Tyron Matthew and Zach Sorensen. I think I'm getting his first name right. So yeah. we'll see. Um, next game is Houston at Jacksonville. Gardner Minshew is out for this game with a thumb injury. The Texans are a six-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under at 50-and-a-half. Um, pretty boring pick here. I'm going to take Houston to win. Four out of their last five on the road, they have won, I believe, or they've might be that they've covered the spread. They have some pretty good statistics about playing on the road. Um, but, you know, six and a half points seems like an easy cover, but it's interesting how this Jacksonville Jaguars team has played. They're super inconsistent, which is hard to bet on, especially with their defense. Uh, and they shipped all those guys out offensively and defensively, and they're still kind of hanging in there. I know they're not the best team, but it's interesting how we don't count them out, even though they shipped out all these guys. Boring pick here. I'm not going to take an over-under with 50.5, and, and I'm not even taking the 6.5-point spread with Houston. I think that, yeah, I think that's actually a little low, but I'm just still nervous. Somehow, some way, the Texans bungle this away, and you know, I feel bad for Deshaun Watson and all those guys, but just taking Houston to win here. Yeah, I like that pick. Like you said, it's kind of boring. Do, who, uh, Jacksonville's quarterback? Like, who's going to be oh, playing for them? I saw. I read his name. I've not heard of him before. It is Jake Lutton. Jake Luton. Hmm. And he is, well, Google says he's a football quarterback. That's going to help. It uh, looks like he played college at Oregon State. Uh, oh, and he's a rookie. He's a six-round oh. draft pick this year. So, right. I mean, looking at that, I actually might be taking uh, – I'm going to flip. I'm, I didn't know that he was a rookie. I did look up his name. Taking Houston to win and cover minus six and a half. J.J. Watt's going to stack him twice. All right. If you're wrong, don't say it's my fault. I just asked. <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't really have much to say about that game. And uh, honestly, I don't really have much to say about that next game. Oh, uh, I got the New York Giants at the Washington football team. Dude, this might be the game of the week. Uh, Are you serious? This is not the game of the week. This is I would rather watch soccer than Oh, don't take a shot. I'm kidding. I I don't know. I mean I 
So I watched the Giants play. You know what? I'm going to commemorate um, Daniel Jones on his on his quarterback play yeah. this past Monday. He hung in that game, and he gave himself and his team a chance to win. They scored thrown, with a beautiful ball yeah. to Golden Tate. And if he has, th- if he throws that ball to Deion to Lewis, to the corner, to the to flat, the and the two-point conversion, he, just over. a second earlier, he doesn't even have to put a good ball; just a second earlier, or puts it in the pylon. We had overtime. There was a good call by knows? the official too. There's no way you call pass interference at that. I point think there was PI there. I'm going to be honest. I think there was PI, but I can't fault him too much. But I, I, I'm going to. I think he hung in there and he gave his team a chance to win. Um. On the other side, you got the Washington football team. Hey, favored by two and a half points, man. I have three, but yours is probably more, 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 uh, more uh, well, well, accurate. If it's, three, if it's three, I mean, come on. Yeah, so this one I really don't know. Um, if if I had, I mean, so I have the Giants winning. Nice, an upset. upset. I have the Giants winning. Is it a little upset? The over under is forty two and a half. The only lower one than that. Oh, the Patriots and Steelers. Oh, we'll get into all this, but this is a low total for two teams. It's a very low total for two teams, so I'd probably take the over here. Like, is there the good a team plays over? a bad team, one team's going to score a lot of points. The bad team plays a bad team, someone's still probably going to score some points. Hopefully. So, is is there a prop that I can bet that the Chiefs are going to score more combined more points than the combined Giants in Washington? <laughs> because I would take that. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, to be fair, my next game is a toss up that I was going to have Nathan pick on, and so you know he comes with this one surprise to me. So I'll give some input on it. Um, I like Joe Judge. I talked about this. Um, you know, both both of these teams have good head coaches. I like Ron Rivera. I think he's a really good head coach. Um, but I think Joe Judge, coming from a Belichick, uh, Nick Saban, coaching tree, I really like him. Uh, I think that taking the Giants to cover plus two and a half here is pretty good. When you lose on a play like they did, you know, whether it was P.I. or not, obviously you're disappointed. But when you go back and look at the film, they played a solid game. And um, against a solid team, right? And against so, a good team. Yeah, I kind of like this upset here. To me, this should be a pick'em game. I'm really not sure why Washington's favored by two and a half points. They have quarterback issues, and they're all over the place. Um, yeah, I think the Giants win here. I'm definitely not going to watch this game. I can, I can. If you want to bet money on something, bet that I will not be watching this game. Uh, I will look at the stats after, see it maybe on some red zone. Uh, since we're talking about games that you know, kind of more pick them, this one actually is a pick em. It's Las Vegas playing in L.A., playing the Chargers. I wrote that this was a pick that Nathan should just make for me. Um, you know, I'll, I'll say what I have about this game. I mean, Las Vegas has played well. I really like how they play, actually. Obviously, they had an interesting game last week where they beat Cleveland 16-6. to That was one of my picks last week. Um, on the other side, I read an article that People are calling for Anthony Lynn to get fired if the Chargers can't win this game. I think that's a little ridiculous. I think he's a good head coach, and I do think Justin Herbert is the quarterback of the future. Uh, The only pick I'm going to make on this game, I think that this game goes under 51.5 points. And, you know, both both of these teams can score. Keenan Allen, Henry Ruggs, the the weapons go on. But 
Chargers have a really good defense, and they fly around. And, um, you know, if you're going to pair it with something, if you're going to pair an under with anything, I'd pair it with a Chargers win. I'm not going to say that. I mean, at this point, Jesus knows that I'm going to pick the under here, and it's going to be a shootout, and this game's going to go over. Still going to pick the under. Just thinking about the Chargers defense here, I think that's the only consistency that they have right now. So, Yeah, I like that Chargers pick on the other side with the – Raiders. I think the Raiders have one of the highest ceilings to also have one of the lowest floors offensively. Like if you look, they have Josh Jacobs, they have Henry Ruggs, they have Darren Waller, and they have yeah. a quarterback who is capable enough to get these playmakers the ball. He can sling it. He can sling it. But for some, every once in a while, they come out and they just look deflated. I don't know if John Gruden's John just not Gruden is getting them fired up or what, but he. He seems like he might have given man. up on a football team. I I don't know. I don't think he's a very good coach, if I'm being honest. He looks like he's on something every time I see him on camera. Like, he looks not okay. He, he looks, looks like ill. He, just... he looks very red. He looks a little sweaty, clammy, like, perhaps. He reminds me of, uh, this is a joke, Jim Tom Jim Tom Sula. <laughs> yeah. God. If anyone knows who that is. Or if you don't, Google Jim Tom Sula. Farting. I, I don't know. That's. I really don't know. I like the Chargers pick. I, I I actually really, really like Justin Herbert. I think that dude's yeah. legit quarterback of the class, and uh, it helps when you're throwing to Keenan Allen and Mike Davis. Mike Mike uh, Williams. Williams, 81. sorry. 81. Clemson. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, two pick em games in a row. Sorry. Hey, not our fault. That's the, that's just the NFL schedule, baby. That's just, that's just two shitty games in a row. Okay, not shitty games. I shouldn't say that. Let's just move on before I say something, and I'm going to have to – Somehow cut it out, which I can't even cut out. Anything All right, next game. Yeah. Next game, we have a battle of elite quarterbacks in Ben Roethlisberger traveling to play. Ben DiNucci. Ben DiNucci and or. Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. Two household names. Now, uh, Pittsburgh's a 13.5-point favorite. I like them to win and cover here. The Cowboys can do nothing until Andy Dalton comes back. I mean, at least he's cleared for Ben's uh, concussion, but he has COVID, so. He's not playing another week. Uh, I, I don't know if I need to say much about Dallas's offense. They can do absolutely nothing. When you know that Ezekiel Elliott is getting the ball 75% of the time, it's pretty easy to uh, to shut it down. Defense. And, and on top defense. of Steelers' defense, Ben DiNucci might die. He, he might just die and go to heaven. He, I saw fear in that man's eyes like I've never seen before last week. They were doing uh, trick plays. They were doing trick plays like it was backyard football. They were doing laterals. Ooh, we're going to have this receiver, uh, 11. Uh, Cedric Wilson, he was a high school quarterback, I heard Chris Collinsworth say. He obviously started the sentence with, now here's a guy who is a high school quarterback. He can throw it. They look like a goddamn JV team. I want Troy Aikman to call a Cowboys game so bad. I want Troy Aikman to go back on the field and play for him. You know what? Joe Buck might play quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys this week. I don't want to mess up his hair plugs with the helmet. <laughs> All right, so you're taking the Steelers. I'm taking the Steelers to win and cover here. And you got minus 13.5, and then over-under is 41.5 points. Unless Pittsburgh can score 41.5 points, I wouldn't take that. Hey, I'm going to shout out myself really quick. Uh, this last Sunday I put out prop bet that the Steelers, their total for points uh, in the game last week was they had them at 21 against Baltimore. That was so low. I made the call on the prop bet. 
Make sure you're saying Pittsburgh was going to score over 21 points in their total for the week. They did. They scored 20, 28, I believe. Uh, shout out to myself. Don't mean to toot my own horn, but hey, that's it's not not always you you win a prop bet. So anyway, back to what Nathan was saying. He's going to take the Steelers to cover here. If the Steelers can uh, score 41 and a half points, there's an over there. I mean, I like this under pick here. If if you're looking for an under this week, I'd take it here. Um, you know, it's played in Dallas, so you know, thank God they're getting the three point spread for being at home. And I uh, mean, this Pittsburgh team. Looks like they could go real far in the playoffs. I think they're at least going to make it to a division or a championship game. Yeah, I mean, they're no longer my Super Bowl sleeper. They are my Super Bowl team. Yeah, they look real good. Ben Roethlisberger's heating up. And, you know, one more point is that, you know, their wide receiver core. I was talking a couple weeks ago, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster wasn't getting the ball a ton. You know, obviously not the most productive year, but um, it seems like they have a group of really selfless guys who just care about winning and uh, don't really care much about statistics. And that's what you need in a receiver room, especially up there in Pittsburgh uh, with an asshole quarterback who's very good, but I think he's a straight cocksucker. I think that uh, I watched Ben Roethlisberger's documentary. I'm not just going to go down to Ben Roethlisberger wormhole here because there's tons of wormholes to go down. But I did watch a documentary on him and him rehabbing. Total cocksucker, but you know what? He can fucking sling it, and when it's in between the lines, I like him to win. I like the Steelers, Steve. So, didn't mean to go on a little rant there, but I think that's worth being said about Ben Roethlisberger. Next game, the Miami Dolphins playing in Arizona, playing the Cardinals. Uh, This is Tua versus Kyler Murray. I'm looking at my sheet here, and I I don't think I circled anyone here. There's tons of stats. Miami 7-2 against the spread in their last nine. Uh, Arizona's five and two against the spread in their last seven. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. Four and one in their last five against the spread. And then Arizona has went under the last seven games, five and two. So, uh, a couple different stats there. All things kind of point to an under game. I think that that's a pretty good play here is taking the under, under 48 and a half points. Arizona's a four point favorite. Um, I think this is going to be a good game, even if it's a low-scoring game. Miami's defense played very well last week, and I like how they played uh, against Jared Goff and that Rams team. Jared Goff looks like he gets real shaky and nervous when he gets pressure on his face. I don't think Kyler Murray is exactly the same. I think that that Arizona offense is going to have a really productive day against the Miami defense, especially with DeAndre Hopkins. Whatever his touchdown, whatever the odds are for him to be an anytime touchdown scorer, I'd take that. Uh, and I'm interested to see what his catch is a prop for his catches are. Uh, what I saw from Tua last week, I think he threw for something like 75 yards. Like, he didn't have a crazy throwing day, but he looks like he can be a good game manager. Obviously, they benched him, or benched Ryan Fitzpatrick for him. Uh, I don't think I'm actually going to make a pick of who's going to win here, who's going to cover, but I like the under just from the statistics of uh, weeks prior, under 48.5 points between Miami and Arizona. Yeah, I don't know. I was very high on the Cardinals, as you guys know, early on in the year. They have shown flashes of being very good, and there's also been flashes of Kyler Murray being a little bit selfish. Um, But I like the Cardinals to win here. What did you say the spread was? Minus four, Arizona. Minus four for Arizona. I like that. I mean, I'm going to say it again. Tua is like... He's going to get a welcome to the NFL moment. It's not going to be pretty. It might result in an injury. 
I, I just I see no reason for him to be playing right now. I, I think that the whole benching of Brian Fitzpatrick was not the smartest play. I understand you want to move forward with your team and with your quarterback, your franchise quarterback for your team. But if he's not prepared to do it and if he can't, you know, open up your entire playbook, then I just don't see it being worthwhile. Um, so I, I like DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, Chase Edmonds, and uh, Andy Isabella to uh, win this one. Yeah, so one thing to note about this game, I was listening to a lot of sports radio talking about Tua. Obviously, people giving all their thoughts about his first start. But um, I heard an interesting take that if you look at Miami's draft picks, draft picks for next year, I, I pulled it up. Um, they've got 10 picks. They've got two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and then a third, fifth, or third, fourth, fifth, sixth, sixth, and seven. So when you got two first-round picks and two second-round picks, I heard a take that they're trying to see what they had with Tua because they went through Josh Rosen. They used Ryan Fitzpatrick to get him to where they're at, and they're testing out Tua. I hope he does well, but when you have two first-round picks the next year, you need to know you have your guy and surround him with talent. And so I think that this is a huge test for Tua the rest of the season. I think even if he doesn't, if he starts really regressing or he, you know, has an injury, I don't think Miami's going to bench him or cut him or release him, but at least during the season, I think that they're really trying to test and see what they have with Tua because they want to win now. They have Brian Flores, who's a really good coach, coming from New England. Um, Man, so I think a lot's on the line for Tua here. And shit, if I were him, I'd be nervous too. And, so Arizona defense isn't anything special, but when you're going to go in a shootout with Kyler Murray, at least that's what it's seeming like, uh, he better pull up those bootstraps and get ready. So, yeah. All right. Well, we can move on to my last game. We have New Orleans at Tampa Bay, which is a rematch of our week one game. I believe that was the first game we ever talked about. We ever talked about, I want to say. Was that Thursday night? No, no, that was a Sunday night or Monday night game. No, no, it no. was a big one. It was the first it was a, it was week one. We it was the first. It was week one. It was the first time we got to see Tom Brady playing for the Buccaneers. Uh, did I didn't get better since then? I think the Buccaneers definitely got better since then. Okay. Saints, I don't know. Is Michael Thomas playing? I don't know. I'm not. I'm whatever. I don't care at this. Point. I'm just not going to take him into consideration. But I think Tampa Bay. You can't see me right now, but I'm pointing in a positive linear correlation here. Tampa Bay has continued to get better, and New Orleans has kind of stayed exactly the same. So Tampa Bay here is a five-and-a-half point favorite. Um, I'm picking them to win. I think that Tom Brady is going to outduel Drew Brees here. Um, I think that Tom Brady has more to work with as far as who he's getting the ball to. Um, Chris Squadron, I don't know if he's playing, but do you know who is playing? Mr. Big Chest. MBC. Mr. Mr. Uh, Antonio Brown throwing a bag of dicks at the police officers will be playing in a football game today. Last time he played with Tom Brady, he caught a touchdown. Yeah, whatever his touchdown prop is, you should probably take it. I mean, you can tell the way we talk about this man. I mean, he's a really productive guy. Best body catcher in the league. I don't know if he's had time to look at the playbook. I don't know if there's just certain packages that are going to work with him. But he's going to be playing. He's going to be on the field. And people are going to be watching. People want to see him watch. People want to see him crash and burn. Honestly, maybe I do. Maybe I don't. But I think that I think at this point in his career, he has absolutely nothing to lose. So if he is, has any sort of sensibility left, 
he's going to come out and just play lights out and prove that he still should probably be in the NFL. So I commend him for that. So we got Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski's caught a touchdown in like the last three games. So they've got weapons on the other side. Drew Brees, his arm's like a noodle now. Alvin Kamara's going to play really well, but that Bucks defense is going to shut him down, I think. He's not practicing. He's not playing. Emmanuel Sanders and Michael Thomas are practicing. Alvin Kamara isn't. Does that mean he didn't practice today? Oh, boy. I hope that did just record. Al Michaels' voice came on when I clicked on this link. Uh, He's got a bone bruise in his foot. Apparently, it's nothing too serious. He'll be fine. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, dude, I could, I could listen, I could listen to Nathan talk about Antonio Brown all day. Uh, I mean, boy, the ride that this guy has been on. So I was listening to uh, Good Morning Football. There's like a little excerpt I was listening to on Twitter, and Kyle Brandt was talking about, you know, he's taking notes on how Antonio Brown is so good at saying exactly what he knows need to be said in a press conference. And he was uh, pulling up different clips of what Antonio Brown said in his Raiders press conference and then what he said in his Bucks press conference. And he was saying the exact same lines. He was saying, I came to Las Vegas or Oakland. I came here because John Gruden is an incredible head coach, very offensive-minded, offensive guru. He comes to Tampa Bay in his press conference. He says, I came here because of Bruce Arians. He's an incredible head coach. He's an offensive guru. Talked a lot about Derek Carr. Like he, then he talks a lot about Tom Brady. He knows what he's doing. And that's really – it's kind of sad because of how much shit and baggage he comes with. Um, and so, I mean, boy, he, he might play well, but – is there really any way this ends well? I don't think so. I think that he's kind of ring-chasing at this point, which I don't blame him for that. I think that that's totally fine. I think his character is totally in question. Um, but let's get back to these the, the stats here. Tampa Bay, a four-point favorite, I think he said. At least that's what I have. Are you four I, points? Wait, what did you say? You have, I have five and a half. That being said, I wrote this down a couple days ago, so I, that's my fault. I should check. Four points, if that's what they have, that is more accurate. Regardless, yeah. I have Tampa Bay winning. I have Tampa Bay covering. I think they would have covered five and a half anyways. Yeah. Um, and also, last thing, I didn't get touched on this, 51 and a half point. I'm taking the over. Whoa. So you yeah. do think that's the a Saints lot of points. Score. I think the Saints are going to score. I think Alvin Kamara is going to probably get in the end zone twice. Yeah. And I think the Drew is going to throw for a couple touchdowns. Uh, in this game, I don't know why I'm bringing this up right now, but I'm noticing – Alvin Kamara, a touchdown prop. Rob Gronkowski, a touchdown prop. And Antonio Brown, a touchdown prop. I think that those are, if you're going to pick from those three, those would be some solid, you'd have a good chance of hitting some of those. Um, I mean, this Saints team, to me, doesn't have an identity right now. And I think that Drew Brees is on his way out. I think if he would have won a Super Bowl last year, or if he won one this year, I think he'd, I think he'd leave. Um and whether that's because his arm can't throw the way he wants to, his body's, you know, starting to deteriorate from playing for so long. But, man, whatever. I mean, we're getting into a whole history lesson here, Antonio Brown wormhole. Uh, I like Tampa Bay to win here. I don't know if I'd pick on the over-under, but Tampa Bay's obviously improved a ton since week one. And uh, they have tons of players, and, you know, you have morale up with A.B. coming to town. and uh, It should be a good one Sunday night game, but, you know, I kind of wish... I said this last week. I'm starting to become... All right. 
I am Jewish, to be fair, before I say this, but I'm starting to become a very Jewish schedule, NFL schedule critic. I really wish Seattle and Buffalo were playing on Sunday night. Boy, would I love to hear Chris Collinsworth talk about Russell Wilson. I would just, I mean, we should have a podcast of just Chris Collinsworth talking about life. I mean, anyway, I don't mean to get all over uh, Chris Collinsworth. Uh, would that be... <laughs> Let's just move on to the final game, unless Nathan's going to talk about the next Thursday night game, which obviously has not worked out for us in the past to project two weeks in a row. So let's talk about this Monday night game, the New England Patriots at the New York Jets. Patriots are a 7.5-point favorite, over-under at 41.5 points. I do believe that ties for the lowest total of the week. It does. Ties with Steelers-Cowboys, 41.5. And the Patriots win and cover here, minus 7.5. Um, if the Jets upset him, this could be the game to do it. I heard Bill Belichick talk this week for like the first time like in his career. He actually opened up about something fantastic. He said, we sold out. We won three Super Bowls. That's how this salary cap era goes. And I think that's pretty indicative of how it's going this year. And, um, you know, you can count the Patriots out, and I kind of would. I don't think that Cam's going to take them to a divisional round or take them to a Super Bowl, but... Um, They have some good parts, good coaches, and they have a spotty defense, but obviously it has flashes of, you know, how good they've been. And you can tell they're kind of trading away guys and starting to get rid of guys. But um, I still think the Jets are just so bad that New England will cover here minus 7.5. And And I'm going to take the under as well, under 41.5 points. I think this is going to be a 24-7 game or a 31-7 game. yeah, kind of a bad one to end on, but let's hear Nathan's pick for Monday Night Football. I like that pick. I think this this game would have been a little more enticing a couple of years ago, but <laughs> but I, I like what you said about about Belichick. Aside from you know picks and whatnot and how they sold out, you know, critique them all you want, but they they won three Super Bowls, so like yeah. within that era, so can't fault them there. I like I like the honesty from them. Um, that being said, I still think that. The Patriots have something to play for. I think Cam Newton definitely has proven it. Proven it has good potential. Like he started the year off pretty playing pretty well. Um, COVID might have thrown a wrench into that, but I definitely like that them over 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 the Jets. And uh, I don't know. I, I I like the Patriots. Well, real quick, I'm pulling up. Uh, let's see if I can pull up this prop that would tell me. Uh, okay, it's uh, it came up real quick. The uh, New York Giants, their total for the game. It looks like, well, boy, I mean, just look at their touchdown, their touchdown prop. New York Jets, touchdown total, over under one and a half touchdowns. I mean, come on. This game is going to be, this is not, I mean, these Monday night games, man. I mean. Booger. Oh, the Boogermobile. It's just. They I think re- if the Patriots scored more points than the Jets, they will win this game. Uh, <laughs> man, what a shitty game to end on. We should flip this around. We should just start ending on the games we think we should end. We should change this podcast. We should rank instead. our games. Yeah, instead of instead of giving picks on games, we should just give a whole podcast where we rank the, what the games are of the week. <laughs> People would definitely listen to that. Well, okay, since we're nearing the end of this episode, I just want to say we're at 125 total downloads of this show. Uh, Again, 
We have no idea where we're going to take this thing. We may end it after football season unless it's in high demand. Uh, but we just want to say thank you to anyone that's listening. If anyone could let us know who you are and why you listen to this show, as Nathan shows his cat on our FaceTime. Boy, we are curious because, you know, we do this every week and we give these picks and we're 20-whatever-year-old, actually about to turn 22 on November 12th. Please don't look me up or get my social security number or anything like that. Kids, and we're just giving random fucking picks based off of our football knowledge. Uh, There's a little bit of bias here. I'll be honest. Yeah, definitely a little bit of bias, a little bit of, you know, I want to see some teams do well. Love me some Danger Russell Wilson, all those good things. We're from Wisconsin, from California, kind of those kind of things. And with that, you know, I don't mean to get down a little emotional, emotional track. Like I said, look at one heck of a season. I mean, boy, we got to figure out who's listening to this because if they're listening to this and they're doing our picks, and they've went fifty-one and thirty-six, at least according to my stuff. I would guess that you probably lost some money. All right, asshole. Uh, <laughs> but no, we appreciate anyone listening. We're at week nine. We're almost, you know, halfway through this thing. Boy, it's going to get real fun when it gets to playoffs. We're going to kind of dive into. Shorter... I'm getting every playoff pick right. <laughs> It'll be interesting when we get into a shorter amount of games. Not Jesus, shorter amount. Shorter quantity of games. We can really dive into each one and look at some statistics. But we appreciate anyone tuning in. This is the Week 9 episode. Be on the lookout for any prop bets this Sunday or you know on days of games. Anything good we see. If not, we'll talk to you guys next week for our Week 10 picks. Thanks for tuning in. Have a good one. Nathan, send them off with a goodbye. Go Niners, baby. Everyone have a great night. Stay safe.